It's Richard and Steve. So this week's podcast episode is titled "When You Use the Wrong Pasta Noodles." It's a thing that happens in our household, and uh, it happened again in the last week. And we thought it would make a good kickoff to our conversation. But before we get to that, it's time for fuck of the week, and I'll go first. Sure, sure, I'll go first. So it happened today, actually, the day that we're taping this, and um, I was at work. And there was a, a tray of pastries in the in the cafe from someone's meeting, and so they just had them all all the leftovers sitting in there. And I walk in, I go in to get my lunch and and um, refill my water, and I look at them. And I was mad because I didn't want to eat them. Um, so that's number one. Number two, I took a look at them because they looked delightful, um, and someone had taken taken it upon themselves to pull out the middle of a cinnamon roll. Leave the outside of the cinnamon roll <laughs> and take out the middle. And I looked at the person who was in the, in the lunchroom with me and I was like, what, what the holy hell is this? Because <laughs> who does that? Well, I mean, it is the it's best part best of the cinnamon roll. But you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, I think I think you should give props to whoever did that. That's ballsy. <laughs> it's very ballsy. <polite. laughs> I just couldn't believe and, someone did it. And I also if they wonder if they did it just to <laughs> see who they could piss off. So, yeah, someone took the inside of a cinnamon roll. Ironically, mine is also food-related. I mean, it makes sense since the episode title is about pasta, but um, a coworker of mine told me about this salad dressing that Sounded so good. I should have just brought it with me for the podcast recording. But it is like, um, it's a yogurt-based dressing, and it is supposedly cucumber flavor. And I love, like, the flavor of fresh cucumbers, especially in salad. So I was like, yes, healthy, delicious. That sounds perfect. Uh, I basically said, what the fuck, when I opened it. And I was like, this tastes like pickles. And Steve hates pickles, everybody. I hate <laughs> pickles on anything. Uh, and it was not, it was like, it It wasn't just like cucumbery pickle. It was like, you just put it in the vinegar and let it sit for a while, pickle. And I was just like, this is disgusting. So Richard gets to eat the whole bottle because I'm fucking not touching that. It's just gross. <laughs> so those are our uh, mistakes of the week or like random ass stories and, of the week. They work. Well, minus the pasta. Well, yeah, but that's like the theme for the whole damn episode. So it's going to be kind of a mishmash of an episode. Um, we've talked about our adoption. Um, we've talked about my eating problems. Um, we then covered, oh boy, I forget what the last one was about. Um, oh, overworked and stressed and how we're, how we're dealing with that. Yeah. Um, so this one we want it to be a little bit more lighthearted and how we kind of tackle life and try and enjoy it in all of its many forms. So this last week... Um, it reminded me of many mistakes that we both have made, whether they were in the kitchen or just in life. And it all stemmed from Steve making my favorite dinner. It's an Italian. <laughs> well, I attempted to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still put it in the oven. <laughs> um, do you want to, do you want to like tell a little bit without giving too much away of the actual recipe? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, the, the pasta recipe that Richard loves, we also actually give this away to those who, um, 
also are like two uh, new moms that had just had kids. Um, and it's a uh, rigatoni base. So it's the, the thick round noodles that are hollow in the center. And without giving too much away, the noodles eventually just get filled up with cheese and sauce and, and the meats and everything. And, um, it's kind of the key ingredient is the pasta because it's stacked yep. and, um, had the, had the water ready and I was feeling good. I was like, you know what? I've made this hundred times. I could do it in my sleep. No problem. And I opened the box. Didn't even read the box. I was like, this has got to be it. Just open and dump. Just whatever. Open it, dumped it. And I said, oh, fucking hell and it was like spiral pasta which it doesn't necessarily make it different i know you guys are probably thinking okay guys you're ridiculous it's just pasta it all tastes the same it actually changes the flavor of of it i don't know if it's just it soaks up more less sauce or more sauce or i'm not sure but it changes the it changes the flavor of the dish so um i've been i've been saying this um at work recently, like if life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Just take it and squeeze it in someone's eye. It's funnier that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's just one of those things where like, well, I guess we're just going to take it. We're going to deal with it. And, you know, yeah. um, it's it's funny having a child. Uh, the things that used to stress me out, the things that drove me crazy really don't even matter anymore. And I think having a kid is really changed a lot of that. Um, so obviously dumping in a different type of pasta, I'm like, well, damn it. But eh, what are you going to do? What are you gonna do? It, it's edible. My husband is like a garbage disposal, so he'll eat anything in the world. So it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. The, the food disaster that I remember most of my own, we were living in New York and you'd gone to bed. I was prepping the meal for the next day and it was your favorite meatball meal where I've got to roll the meat um, roll it in flour, then fry the fry the meatballs and put those in a pan and put the sauce on top of it and bake that. So what I was doing was I was doing the frying part, getting in the pan and put the pan in the fridge. I don't know what I was doing. We had a small kitchen, so I was probably just trying to do a lot and got a little quick and I was tired and it was late. Um, and I just spilled flour everywhere all over <laughs> our, our, that kitchen floor. Um, and it had to have been 10 o'clock at night. And... That's not a big disaster, but it's just one of those things where, like, I just stand there and it's like, fuck, it's the last thing I want to deal with at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> well, you're probably tired. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You've had a flower disaster, too, using your mixer a couple of times. Yes. We'll talk about that right after this commercial break. So let's talk about your mixer mishaps is what we'll call it. Oh, <laughs> Well, there's only been a couple of them. Um, for those of you who have a KitchenAid mixer, um, I'm, I'm really hoping. Some, <laughs> I'm really hoping I'm not the only idiot who has done this. But um, I think many of you who know me know that I bake quite a bit. Um, I would probably say at least once a week, um, if not more than that. And um, so my KitchenAid mixer is a huge, huge component of my kitchen, and I use it all the time. Um, so. It's not like I didn't know how to use it. I was very versed in, in uh, you know, all the, the the buttons and the knobs and the you know all the little tricks with it. And I was think I was making cookies or something that day. And for some reason, I I put the flour and everything in the bowl and I pulled the arm down and um, I what I thought was 
typically my next move is to lock the arm down, and I didn't. I actually reached on the other side and pulled. Is that what happened? And I pulled the. (laughs) I pulled the speed from zero to a hundred, and flour just covered the kitchen. (laughs) I mean, we're not talking like in this little space. It was like on the tops of cupboards and. I mean, in the grout, in the grout on the tile, and oh, it was just terrible. Um, but you know, I when you're you know when you're tired and overworked, you just like our last button, podcast, yeah. you just hit the wrong button, and so that's kind of a you just hit the wrong button in life. I feel like that's the that's probably more of the yeah. the the theme for this is sometimes you just you make mistakes. You're, it's the wrong button, and yeah. sometimes the little things like. You know, <laughs> going full speed on a mixer can just kind of set the tone for the rest of the week and, yeah. or weekend, and just kind of kind of roll with it. Yeah. So that reminded me of a of an accident that I had when I lived in Kansas City. I was a rollerblader. I think that was the last time I actually put rollerblades on. Um, it was just a great workout for me, and that's why I did it um, way back then. And I was coming home, and I lived in in an apartment at the time. And to get back to my house, there were there was a speed bump that I needed to go around or over or whatever. And I'm not like a Tony Hawk ish kind of uh, rollerblader. Like I just I just did Isn't it for the Tony workout. Tony Hawk a skateboarder? He's a skateboarder, but like <laughs> like I'm, I'm like someone who does X Games type stuff is what I was getting at. <laughs> Ooh, rollerblading in X Games. Now also not what I correlate with rollerblading. Anyway, so. I wasn't trying to like jump the speed bump or anything. Like I literally went up to it and full stopped with the full intention of stepping over it and continuing down this small little hill. I don't know how it happened, what happened. Um, I wish it was on video, but I went airborne. I had to have been like horizontal to the ground, um, landed on my side, uh, my hip, my ribs, skid myself, wrenched my neck so bad that I had to go to the chiropractor for the first time in my life. That's how you effed yourself up. That was the neck. The back has always been a problem. We, we can't we can't blame a, a marathon running on that now. That's the hip. <laughs> Still. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm definitely accident prone. I get hurt a lot. But not like me. But no, we'll get to you. But but I guess my life lesson from that is I, I, I want to go 100 miles an hour because I only get one chance at this life and I want to live it. And if I end up broken at the end, then I end up broken at the end. But I have the scars to prove that I've lived it, I guess is my thought. My mother would look at you and be like, you don't want to go 100 miles an hour, you'll get burnt out. <laughs> True story. <laughs> or you will burn out like you did on the ground. Yes. <laughs> You've had your own accidents. Plenty. Yes. Car and otherwise. Oh, uh, well, yeah, even but way before you. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyone who talks to my mother, mom, if you're listening, uh, she can speak to how many times I've fallen on ice as a kid. You still and fall on ice. <laughs> Good damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? But, I mean, it's simply just walking around the car all bitched. You do. And it's, it's not pretty. I have thought I broke my foot walking down the stairs before because I wasn't paying attention. I was Very actually shitty. texting you. Yeah. Um, fucking batteries. <laughs> true please buy more batteries uh no i think you said okay i'll buy it and i was actually te- texting something sweet like thank thanks babe i love you or whatever sure but yes yeah, I, I never got that text it was fuck i think i broke my ankle yep and it was i don't know it was a phone call uh, i just said 
I mean, it was it was bad. It was I was hurting bad. so bad, yeah. and I've I've never broken. I've broken my nose, but no other real bone in my yeah. body. So I was like, this is hurting so much. It's got to be broken. It was not. It was a it was a se- severe sprain. But um, I mean, I've fallen down on our own wood floor and pushed my foot through the screen door. I have chased Aiden around the house and put my knee through the drywall. Yeah. I have <laughs> uh, moral, of the story, moral of the story is don't invite Steve to your house because yeah. you're going to have to do have, some repair. Just have him come and sit down and be quiet. Like that's, <laughs> that's what he should do when he comes to your house. Just give me a cookie and a glass of milk and say sit here and like a good boy. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> what, what would you say was your biggest mistake as a child or accident as a child? Ooh. I don't know. I had kind of a, I had a pretty calm childhood. Um, I wasn't, you know, as crazy as you and your brother were. So <laughs> I taught him know, really bad things, breaking people's arms and well, things, yeah. you know, like, that's probably your biggest mistake, but nothing bad happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kenny, if you're listening. Um, no, I don't. I don't know. And then I had kind of had a rough, a rough teenage life, yeah. so I don't. I honestly can't think of a, a moment in time that I was like, "God, you're an idiot." Um. Yeah. Okay. I'm boring. I guess that's a really bad question. Then apparently. I know. Way to suck that up. Yeah. So let me tell the story about the arm just so people don't ask questions. Um, I was probably 10-ish, and my brother would have been 5-ish. Um, and we would always – we had these big, not matchbox cars, but, like, really big semi-trucks um, that uh, my dad dad would get when he worked in food. And so we would drive them around the house, and um, like kids would do, and play with them. And um, – the story goes that that the trucks were driving to a wrestling match. Um, I don't know why. It's just where they were going. Um, and they parked, and the wrestling arena was my parents' bedroom. So we they drove there and, and parked there. And my brother and I were the wrestlers for said event. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, so we're in the bed wrestling. It, we're just brothers, you know. It's what brothers do for anyone who's um, got brothers out there. And <laughs> Mind you, one is twice the age of the other one, but okay. So what? Um, <laughs> Nothing bad had ever happened um, until it does, and this time it did. He he must have been laying down on the bed, and I just kind of like fell backwards on him. It was probably the hundredth time I'd done that. This time I landed on his arm in a funny way, and he started to scream. Um, and where were your parents at this point? I think mom was home, I think. Um, my sister was there at least. Um, so by the time mom comes onto the scene, Kenny, my brother, is crying. Um, he's five years old. He, that's what they do, right? You hurt them, they cry. And he wouldn't stop crying. So we get him to like, we put ice on and he calms down a little bit and he won't stop whimpering. Dad finally come, comes home from work. And so it's a couple hours. Um, mind you, the bone is not protruding from the skin or anything like that would have been very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but finally dad comes home and we decide to go to the ER, come to find out he'd broken his arm. Big deal. Um, I don't know if there's a lesson to that story other than uh, if your kid won't stop crying, eventually typed into the doctor. Well, I think I kind of want to hear Kenny's version of this story. Well, he's going to tell, so he will say that he's still mad at me about it because they put a cast on, obviously, and 
um, it came time to cut the cast off. And he asked the doctor or the nurse or whoever's the one cutting off the cast, is, this, is that going to hurt me? I'm like, no, 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 no. And probably 99.99% of the time, nothing bad ever happens. Well, this time they must have pushed a little too hard, and they nicked his skin, so now he's got a scar in his arm because they cut him with the damn cutter blade thing, that, that power tool that, that saws off the... Uh, Poor kid. Yeah, so he's, he blames me for that. But then years, he years and years later, he sat, it was 4th of July weekend, um, he had to have been 10 or 12. He knew better at that point, but he sat a sparkler that had just finished burning down on my leg. So I, too, ended up with a scar from his stupid <laughs> ass. <laughs> so uh, That was superficial, though. It didn't actually break any bones. He you're, just you're had, still, like, third-degree burns on my knee. You're still worse. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think we're, we're getting close to wrapping up the podcast, but... Um, something I wanted to share that is a story. I was, I was recently traveling for, um, for work and I, um, in, in terms of, you know, there are times in life when, when life does give you lemons and you have to make the best out of it or, or try to change that into something positive. There's a story that I definitely, I want to, I want to share. Um, I do have permission to share the story. It is of um, someone that I spoke with uh, while I was traveling. Um, Kim and uh, Elvis is, uh, they are a couple that I, um, I met in South Carolina. And um, if you're both listening, hi. Um, they um, recently got married, uh, you know, a, a couple years ago. And, um, uh, she, we had dinner one night and she, um, Kim really started to tell me the story about like, you know, how did we meet? And, and then I shared our story, which I think if you have listened to our podcast, most of you have heard that already. Um, and she started to, we, she asked me, you know, how you proposed and we went through the whole, you know, New York experience. And I, I, in return asked her the same question, how did, um, your, now husband proposed to you. And, um, you know, usually it's, it's this really, um, cute story, but I have to say this one, this one story just, it just, it still sits with me. It's so powerful. And, um, Kim, if you're listening, I'm, I'm probably not going to do this justice and I may even get some facts wrong. So I apologize, but, um, essentially her father was struggling with, um, I, I believe a degenerative disease that would, uh, slowly kind of take over. And, um, he would go sit, um, by, um, the, the back of, I believe it's like a hotel <clears throat> or some, some large building. And there was a bench that like kind of sat by the water and her father would get, uh, would go there and, and watch the ships come in and out. And that was his place of, of solitude and peace and kind of where he went to reflect and kind of gather himself. And, um, you know, he eventually passed away and, um, <clears throat> there, you know, um, Elvis is her husband and he, um, you know, he is, he's an amazing planner. She said that he is the type of man who will, he can go anywhere and make a best friend out of anyone. Um, and so, and he's super, um, like organized and, and, you know, knows how to really plan things well. So he had all these people coming. He planned to propose the night, um, at this hotel or, or whatever this location was. And, um, 
you know, she was, they got there and he was like, come on, let's go inside. And she just wasn't, or I think her dad, just his presence was just too, too strong there still. And it was hard for her to go in and she had no idea that he was going to propose, but, um, she said, no, I, I just can't. It's too hard for me. I can't. And he eventually talked her into it and they actually got around to the backside and the backside of the building and, um, all of their friends and stuff were near, near them. I think, I believe this was in near Baltimore. And, uh, he actually proposed where, um, her father used to sit on this bench and, um, I'm sitting at dinner with Kim and I have like tears in my eyes and I just want to give her a big hug because there's, um, you know, it's, there are things like we can, we can make our, there are times in life when we have to make our own decision to make something positive out of something that is kind of just shitty. And then there are times when I think life surprises us and people show up in a way that we don't anticipate that kind of change that perspective for us as well. And, um, I, the, uh, like I said, I did not do that, ju- that story justice, but, um, the way that she told it and that you could see that his, his effect on that situation and knowing that her father was in that place, um, at least in spirit, um, really kind of took what could be a painful memory into almost a growth opportunity and, and making it this beautiful space. So, um, Kim, if you are listening, thank you so much for sharing that story with me. I know that those who are sitting at our table that night um, were as touched with it as I was. And like I said, it still sits with me um, every time I I, I get an email from you or anything like that. So um, thanks for giving us an example of, you know, how sometimes life is, is painful and there are opportunities we have to make it better and to, to embrace those. And, um, you know, you're definitely inspiring. So thank you so much for that. That's a good way to wrap up the episode. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was just, it's, it was so touching and a really good way to, yeah. to share that. So thank you again to Kim and Elvis for allowing me to share that. And uh, thank you guys once again for listening. Um, if you are, we would love to hear your clumsy stories or love to hear how those situations like Kim. So if you guys have, you know, a story like that, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear it. And, uh, you know, we're on Instagram. Yeah. And Richard and Steve. Richard, A N D S T E V. Yep. And on Twitter at Fuck is Our Mantra. So please, yeah, we want to hear your stories because then we're going to laugh at them and share um, our favorites or cry at them. That too. Look at that one. That would, yeah. So, yeah, it got me. All but right. Y'all have a good week. We will talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Fuck Is Our Mantra. It really, truly means the world to both of us. If you loved it, please give this a rating wherever you're listening and tell your friends about it. If you'd like to send us a message, email us at richardandstevepodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter, send us any kind of messages at Fuck Is Our Mantra and you can also find us on Instagram at richardandsteve. Thanks so much.